Welcome, 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 and welcome again to the Four Quarters Podcast. I'm Drew. We are ahead of the looming trade deadline, which is February 7th, approximately at 3 p.m. on that day. You know, if anything crucial, you know, life-threatening, NBA topsy-turvying, any of that happens, uh, we're going to hit you an update maybe an emergency podcast. So keep it locked Four quarters. So I want to take a second and kind of talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. My beloved New York Knicks who traded uh, KP to the Mavericks, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. I mean, within this, the biggest thing is that the Knicks cleared a bunch of salary, you know, in that deal. They got a couple expiring contracts in uh, DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews. They got rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee, Tim with that bloated contract, and Courtney Lee kind of was just sitting around, you know, not really doing too much. But another asterisk here is that, you know, the Knicks get two future first round picks from the Mavericks in that deal as well. But it's just really crazy, man. I'm still uh, still in shock over that. KP was just supposed to be the cornerstone of the Knicks. Couldn't stay healthy. I think that was the biggest thing. But I think Knicks fans essentially had a really, really soft spot for KP. I know I did. It was just amazing to see him play. You didn't really see a big guy like that with that much ability, I want to say, since Patrick Ewing. You know, there was always a worry about his size. You didn't really see a lot of seven-footers kind of making it in the league and, and staying without being hampered by injury. So you wonder, you know, what the Knicks' long game is with this trade. For me, it's still puzzling because you got a young guy, Dennis Smith Jr. Are they going to keep him? I don't know. The Knicks notoriously just kind of throw guys away, especially young talent. They don't really have the patience to cultivate these guys. So, you know, there's always a win-first mentality in New York. And fans get really, really impatient pretty quickly, I myself being one of them. But you didn't really feel that with KP. You wanted to kind of grow with him. The only frustrating thing was just his inability to stay healthy. He didn't really play a lot of games. He's been out for a lot of the season. He wasn't really due to come back for God knows when, honestly. But kind of understood as a Knicks fan, like, yo, this was the rebuilding season. Rebuilding around KP, you know, in a post-Carmelo Anthony era. So you kind of understood, like, hey... This is going to be a throwaway season again. You know, KP's out. Let him rest. Make a splash in the offseason. Maybe get KD. Uh, you know, maybe Kyrie, one of those guys. You know, who wouldn't want to play with KP? You know, he's the seven-foot guy that just is a beast on offense. Hard to guard. He'll shoot right over you. He's got a little dribble move. Kind of developed that last year a little bit. And he just blocked everything all the time. So this is my little eulogy. He hasn't really said too much. As far as social media, he wrote, and I quote, New York will always have a special place in my heart. Grateful for everybody who made this journey so special for me and my family. Shout out to you, KP, number six. You'll always, always be in our hearts, but you'll probably be back at some point. <laughs> who knows? I mean, the Mavericks are trying to do something special over there, I guess, but, you know, with a uh, that other guy but you know we'll see we'll see what comes of that another trade that's pretty noteworthy happened super early on wednesday 
uh, involving the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Clippers. Philadelphia getting Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott. In exchange for Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala, Landry Sharmet, and a protected 2020 Philadelphia first-round pick, as well as a 2021 first-round pick, as well as a 2023 second-round pick. The Sixers have been just stacking talent. I mean, what can I really say? They got Jimmy Butler, now getting this young guy, and Tobias Harris, and Boban, who's a great, big talent. It's just an upgrade to kind of get rid of Wilson Chandler, who's just been floating around the league for a while, hasn't really found a stable home. But, you know, with these two guys, uh, you can really see Philadelphia making it a bit deeper into the playoffs in the East that's pretty stacked with talent right now. So that was a good move for those guys. Philly's just really trying to figure it out as well. They've got a really good thing going right now with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and they've got a good core group of young guys. So I think they're just trying to figure things out at this point. Um, As of right now, the Houston Rockets and the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Sacramento Kings have agreed to a three-team deal which basically break down, you know, the Rockets getting Iman Shumpert, Nick Stuskis, and Wade Baldwin the fourth. That leaves the Cavaliers getting Brendan Knight and Marquise Chris, as well as a protected first-round pick. The Kings also get Alec Burks. The Cavs are probably the biggest winner in that trade. Getting Brendan Knight, you know, he's a good guard. Marquise Chris is a good big guy. Uh, the Cavs, I have no idea who's over there. So at this point, any any bodies are going to help. And these, these are two young guys that are kind of going to give the Cavs a really good boost. I mean, the most noteworthy name here is probably Iman, Iman Shumpert. I mean, the Rockets, do they really, they really need probably another defender? You sort of get that with Iman. He's never kind of really been the same since that injury. He was always a defensive guy, I guess, on the Knicks. And I guess coming out of the Kings, you know, not really too sure what he was doing there. But he's always going to be like a defensive-minded guy. So that's a plus for the Rockets. He can kind of maybe, you know, guard some of the stars that are going to be playing against the Rockets. And I guess kind of pick up the slack for a lot of these guys, you know, like Harden, who plays a lot of Matador D. So that's definitely a plus for the Rockets on that end. Meanwhile, the Washington Wizards agreed to trade Otto Porter Jr. to the Chicago Bulls in exchange for Bobby Portis and Javari Parker, as well as a 2023 second round pick. Now, this is really great news for the Bulls who are essentially getting a guy, you know, a young guy in Porter, 25 years old. He's averaging, you know, a decent amount of points, not doing anything too crazy, 12 and a half, five and a half rebounds, you know, a couple assists. He's making $26 million a year. He's also owed $27 million going into next year with that player option for 2021. He's going to become a restricted free agent this summer. So the Bulls have been trying to trade Parker for a while with that team option, you know, worth $20 million, So... You would think that this mostly would benefit the Wizards because, you know, they are without their cornerstone in John Wall with that uh, knee injury. He just can't catch a break, unfortunately. He's currently due to undergo surgery, but Wall is expected to return to full basketball activity approximately 12 months after the surgery. 
Wall just can't catch a break, man. The Wizards are just trying to get better, man. It's just not gelling for them right now. So, NBA fans, the biggest thing to focus on is probably AD and see where he goes. If he's even moved by the trade deadline, his placement is definitely going to impact the league. Uh, If he ends up a Laker, which I highly doubt since the Pelicans pretty much asked for uh, everything but the kitchen sink um, from the Lakers, that's just going to impact everybody. We haven't seen a talent like AD in a long time, so I'd love to see him play against the Golden State Warriors, you know, and it seemed like the Lakers, he instantly would make them formidable against the Warriors. I mean, they'd have to get somebody else in there that could really help them out because LeBron and AD alone is just isn't enough, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, as I mentioned before, this is being recorded on Wednesday night while the Thursday trade deadline is at 3 p.m. So if anything crazy happens, might have to do an emergency podcast. You know, right now things are calm, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know. Pray for your team. I don't think the Knicks are going to do anything. I don't think they can do anything else unless they, I don't know, somehow try to get Kyrie and AD or some, something crazy like that, but there's there's nothing there. So this has been a wrap to the first episode of Four Quarters you can follow us at Cesspool Network. Um, you can follow me, my personal Instagram, at Drew Goes In. NBA is always changing, so keep it locked. Four quarters.